Welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. Big ski to you all. Of course, I'm your mayor of this uh, ship. Captain? Mayor? Mayor. Mayor of the ship. I'm going with that. Uh, Derek Monty, of course, this is my first mate, uh, vice mayor, and uh, your Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. We got a lot to talk about, Jesse. Uh, unfortunately, one of the big names we've been discussing that that isn't Justin Turner is now off the board for the Arizona Diamondbacks when it comes to uh, seeking out those free agency DH candidates. Yes. Reese Hoskins is now a member of the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, and that is pretty good signing for the Brewers, I think. Uh, they ended up getting him for, I don't know, what would you say, Jesse? Did they end up getting him for a fair amount? I mean... Yeah, I think it was fair. Uh, two years, $34 million. There's an opt-out after the first year. Uh, the construction of the deal certainly makes sense. Reese Hoskins is still relatively young. Uh, he's 30 years old, so this gives him an opportunity to go out and prove that he can hit uh, coming off uh, his torn ACL. And if he's able to do that, the Brewers might only wind up having Reese Hoskins for one season. Uh, he could hit he could hit the open market again next year if he chooses to do so. Uh, but yeah, two years, $34 million. I think this is this is roughly what I had in mind for Reese Hoskins. It, it might be a it might be a tick higher, but not not much. Uh, I think MLB Trade Rumors had two years, thirty six yes. million dollars. Fangraphs, I think, was projecting a one year deal. I never really expected that to happen. Um, he's a Boris client. Like any anyone right. thinking that Reese Hoskins was going to sign for two and twenty five or something, it 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 just wasn't going to happen. When uh, when when he first started to be rumored back in November, there was even talk of him getting as much as twenty million dollars a year, depending on how the contract was structured if it was like a one-year deal. That would have felt that would have felt like a lot. If it was yep. 20 million, I would be like uh yeah, I don't know where the Diamondbacks stand in their DH search if Reese sure. Hoskins is is uh, is getting 20 million. We'll we'll get into that a little more here in a second. No, for sure, but of course, the one thing about Hoskins is is that he did not play in 2023. So there's that variable, but had he played in 2023 and put up the numbers he did in 2022, I feel like I mean, this yeah. is this is a great pickup for any team. It's just that that unknown of is he going to be as good as he once was? Yeah, I mean, Reese Hoskins, it's been pretty good, man. I mean, 2022 was kind of a down season by his standards. Hit 246, 332, 462, 30 homers, 79 RBI. You look at his 162 game average for his career. He has averaged to hit 36 home runs. Uh, with 98 RBI in a 162 game span, his career slash line 242, 353, 492. He's been a really good hitter, and he's only 30. And you know, I know he's coming off of the ACL, but again, anyone expecting Reese Hoskins to go for, you know, on, on a one year deal for 12 or 14 million or whatever, you know, Scott Boris is his agent, and even if his agent was someone else, just with where the market has been. I would have been really surprised if that happened. Reese Hoskins is just really consistent, right? Yeah, like very consistent. I mentioned 2022 being kind of a down season by his standards. That's still a really good season. Yeah, 30 and home runs, 79 RBI. Yeah, you know? there aren't that many. There aren't that many hitters out there like that. He has a career that that career 125 OPS plus. He's only 30 years old. You know, all of these things lead to, you know, again him being a quality player. The the Philadelphia Phillies miss him already tremendously based on. Yeah. the reaction i've seen and and he's kind of beloved like i i even saw one yes. account already 
already dictating when the Reese Hoskins, like, you know, standing ovation game is going to be yeah, for 100%. Phillies fans. So, uh, and, and Elise is right. He is absolutely going to play first base regularly for regularly for them. Uh, and a little more than DH. I, I agree with what Aaron Hughes says there. Uh, Reese was a great pick for the Arizona Diamondbacks for a DH candidate. And the reason why is just the versatility uh, of the three guys that uh, I'm, I'm most interested in. Most people are most interested in no, no shade being thrown at Justin Turner here, but uh, <laughs> a little bit, of, a little absolutely bit of shade, shade being thrown at Justin, Justin Turner. Turner. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, his versatility definitely made him uh, the best fit based on what he could bring to this team, backing up first base, playing DH. There's a lot of different areas he could play and he still has a lot left, I think, to give potentially more than Soler or JD Martinez for sure. You know, just as far as uh, other other assets besides just his bat, right? But yeah, yeah, I think Reese Hoskins does. He he's in a little bit of a different bucket than at least Jorge Soler and JD Martinez. Correct. Like Jorge Soler and JD Martinez, you really don't want those guys playing in the field much at all at this point. Yeah. Um, I did check yesterday. Uh, J.D. Martinez played three games in left field for the Dodgers last year, <laughs> which somehow I did not. I, in my head, he was just purely DHing for them. Uh, I can't imagine he looked all he looked all that great out there. Uh, Jorge Soler played 32 games in right field for the Marlins. We talked about how there's at least enough value there um, defensively, where you know you could you could put him out there every now and then, and he wouldn't kill you. That would be okay. Reese Hoskins is like a first baseman. Like Reese Hoskins, I think can play first base for you and and be fine. Uh, he is coming off a, a torn ACL, which, you know, there's certainly some some work to be done defensively and, you know, making sure he's able to move around well, but he's not a center fielder, right? right. I, I think I think it's a fairly safe bet that he can play first base for you. And if the Diamondbacks had signed Reese Hoskins, that part of it wouldn't have made a ton of sense for them. They already have the best defensive first baseman in the sport. Correct. It would have been kind of an unnecessary luxury to have a guy you know, who who is a pretty decent first baseman in his in his own right in Reese Hoskins. Corbin Barrels in the chat uh, is coming for me. He said, when are the elections for a new mayor? I don't like that one bit. You're lucky. Your I love name this is, guy. I'm lucky, you're lucky your name's Corbin Barrels because I can't I can't ban you from the chat. Uh, with that kind of name, but uh, who do you who do you want in replacement of me? Espo, Sounds like a dictator. Espo, Derek. well, hold on. Banning people for the chat for hold, speaking out against on. you. I thought this I was will a... ban you from behind the Mac for speaking out against me. But whatever happened Espo, to the first Espo, amendment? Espo, uh, who wanted to trade Grayson Allen, is somehow the choice to be picked for mayor. There is that who you really want in my place? I don't think so. Uh, Espo doesn't love weed nearly as much as me. Uh, anyway, I will say that uh, going back to the actual topic here is that Reese Hoskins definitely uh, is it's 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 dwindling down. We said that things were going to happen this week and they are starting to happen. Hopefully something happens here for the Arizona Diamondbacks before this guy goes on his vacation to Washington, D.C. But we all know <laughs> that's not going to happen. The question here, though, is how does this impact, you know, obviously the Diamondbacks chances of getting one of the available DHs. I, I don't feel like this yeah. really changes things dramatically because it's not like Hoskins got this tremendous amount more than he was projected to receive. Yeah, it's it's on the higher end, I would say. Uh, anything much higher than two and thirty-four, I, I might have started to get a little concerned about the Diamondbacks. But yeah, I don't think this. I don't think this prices the Diamondbacks out of the market. There are some differences between Hoskins and and Soler and Martinez, as, as we discussed uh, a little bit earlier. Um, and yeah, I think if the Diamondbacks are priced out now, 
I think they always were. I don't think that they're priced out because sure. of the price tag yeah. that Reese Hoskins sure. got. And frankly, we we don't yet really have a read on whether the Diamondbacks are priced out of J.D. Martinez and Jorge Soler. Uh, based on the report we talked about yesterday, you know, Robert Murray uh, still said that the Diamondbacks have been involved with, with Soler. I know John Heyman had the Diamondbacks in the mix a few days ago as well. So it appears that they're at least, you know, at least close enough financially where they can be in this conversation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have to be the highest bidder most likely yeah. in order to come away with one of those guys. And that is still, I'm still unclear on, on whether the Diamondbacks are, are going to be able to do that. The one thing is, and like Elise says here, I thought of Reese uh, as a first base free agent, not just a DH. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, the guys that the Diamondbacks are pursuing are much more of a primarily DH option, especially J.D. Martinez. Yeah. Uh, I feel like as time goes on, the potential for these deals to work in the Diamondbacks' favor is, is there, right? Like, because especially as as we get close to, you know, spring training starting and beyond, the Diamondbacks don't need to fill this DH role immediately. It's just something that uh, if they really want to improve their offense, they need to try to get figured out here by the, you know, of, you know, by the time that the regular season comes around. So there's time for them to hold out on this a bit. But <laughs> I mean, back sign Jorge Soler on March 26th yeah. or something. <laughs> Let's not do that, Derek. I'm all just right? saying, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, there's, there, you're, you're, you know, this, this entire situation right now, um, again, is, is still in the Diamondbacks' favor, I think. And I still think it's a desirable landing spot with the improvements that they've made. I don't think that this team is viewed as a team that, is regressing at all you know i think that they're no. here to stay as a contender at least in 2024 and if that's what you know what what interests either of these guys and that could be big also jd martinez could get some revenge once again against the dodgers and you know maybe maybe he wants that but uh <laughs> reese wasn't the only move we actually had three moves made in one day Jesse. yeah man scott scott boris was a, was a busy man yesterday <laughs> jeff, these passett are all, these are all was, boris jeff passett was a busy man he was getting all of the uh all of the calls on this but uh per multiple reports left-handed reliever matt moore and the los angeles angels are in agreement on a one-year $9 million contract, uh, and Joey Gallo has signed with the Nationals on a one-year $5 million deal. None of those uh, super earth-shattering moves, but Matt Moore on a $9 million deal for a reliever, that's uh, its a pretty good amount of money. Yeah, we talked about Matt Moore a little bit on on this show not too long ago. He was uh, he was among the, the, waiver, the waiver wire uh, roller coaster riders, if you will, uh, Matt Moore wound up playing for three different teams in 2023, the Angels, the Guardians, and then the Marlins. And uh, he was he was quite good. Matt Moore had a really yeah. good 2023 yeah, season. Uh, he would have been a valuable asset for the Diamondbacks had they been able to get him. Uh, we did receive some reporting that the team did submit a claim on Matt Moore, but he landed he landed elsewhere. Um yeah, two uh, two point five six ERA for more last season in fifty two and two thirds innings. Uh, pretty good strikeout numbers. Like if if the Diamondbacks had brought in a guy like Matt Moore, he would have become their most formidable left handed reliever. Um, but yeah, spending nine million on on a lefty reliever, I, I don't think that was ever in the cards for Arizona. Uh, but an interesting move for the Angels. Uh, they're they're kind of building up. Uh, a, a bullpen now. I guess that's what the the Angels lost Shohei Otani, and they're like, all right, we're just gonna we're just gonna put together the best bullpen we can and uh, try try to make up for you know uh, the the greatest two way player ever. Uh, I, I don't know how how that's gonna go for them, but uh, a, a good signing. I mean, it's a it's a one year deal. No no such thing as a bad as a bad one year contract, as they say. Uh, he gave up after leaving the Angels. He gave up 
two earned runs the rest of the season when he was with Cleveland and Miami. Yeah, Miami picked him up toward toward the end of the season. And like in general, looking at his numbers, it's a bit of a head scratcher here as to, you know, as to why he was moved around so much there at the end. You know, I guess L.A. dumped him as part of that like salary dump yeah, that they did. L.A. The- dumped him along with a number of other players. And then the Guardians got him because the Guardians were like, yeah, we're like. 500 ish or a little under 500 (laughs) but we play in the al central so who knows so he was there for a while and then they wound up letting him go uh he gets picked up by the marlins i don't believe he was postseason eligible at that point um but yeah i pitched four innings with the marlins didn't allow any runs there so he was good he was good at, at every stop uh one of the better uh, lefty relievers on on the market and uh, a, a good get for the Angels, even if I still don't really understand what their what big they're doing. picture plan is right now. You, you have to <laughs> you you have to have uh, players take the field, Jesse. I'm I'm assuming, uh, and that's part of it. You got to actually have a team put together. But uh, I also learned Joey Joey Gallo is still playing baseball. That was news to me. Uh, <laughs> He's not that old. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Gallo is uh, is what 30? thirty. Thirty. Yeah, 30, 30 years old. I don't old. know if he's even 30. I think he might be 29. He came still. up at, at uh, age 21, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's been he's been in the league for a while. One of the more fascinating players in all of baseball. <laughs> Nine uh, seasons. I was talking to Damon earlier about how he's like the most, like the weirdest league average hitter that you could possibly come <laughs> up with. It's like, yeah, he's a league average hitter who hits one, two, at 177 last year, uh, but drew a bunch of walks and slugged 21 homers in you know only 332 plate appearances and uh oh by the way he strikes out nearly half the time so uh yeah an, an interesting get there for for the nationals i kind of like the move for them uh they, they certainly needed some some power uh to add to that lineup and uh joey gallo is uh is a lot of things uh and power is power is certainly uh certainly one of them watch out for the nats man <laughs> yep they're they on a squad yeah they, they they're putting it together there. Uh, that seems disingenuous. CJ CJ Abrams, Lane Thomas, Joey Gallo in the middle of that lineup. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna well, be Ruiz. Me? It's disingenuous. Gonna, it's, it's gonna be mediocre at best, is what it's gonna be. But uh, of course, we wait to see what the Arizona Diamondbacks do here, and hopefully, something happens soon. Uh, because I don't want to go to a press conference. That's why this guy's around. So <laughs> either get it done soon or get it done like much later next week, but, uh, or get it done in a month when I am in the Bahamas. Either way, I'm fine with all of that, except <laughs> it happening this weekend. Of course, make sure uh, to keep it locked right here for whenever that does happen. If you are here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, we thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the family. Of course, if you haven't subscribed yet to the channel, do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live or any of the wonderful shows on this network go live. We are uh, Suns Junior, so sometimes we talk about the Phoenix Suns on this podcast, but there is a Phoenix Suns actual show. I'm sure you guys are aware. Uh, also, Totri does an ASU show that just gets U of A fans riled up. That's his old purpose of existence, so make sure to not <laughs> miss out. Calling it an ASU show is extremely <laughs> generous. It's a territorial cup show? Is that what we're just calling it from now on? I mean, every single day, the headline has something to do with Arizona. Yeah, so. Damon's totally fine with this, too, by the <laughs> no, way. No, I'm but, not mad at all. <laughs> not, he's not even mad a little bit. But uh, if you like the show, uh, if you like Damon being angry, drop us a like. That All of that is great. Of course, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure you're subscribed there. We appreciate you listeners. Uh, of course, uh, also leave us a review. We appreciate those five-star reviews. They help us out tremendously. Uh, another thing that helps us out tremendously, Burrow's delicious food. 
Uh, I just had some burrows right now. We had some burrows early. Uh, that was leftover some burrows, but we had some burrows uh, yesterday. It was tremendously. Oh, wait, was it, it was, yesterday? It was, it was actually two days ago. That's now. right. We've just but, had a lot of leftovers. But those here. leftovers, man, oh, man, they go hard. They go hard. They go hard. <laughs> uh, and actually, there is a grand opening of some burrows up by me, up uh, over at I-17. And uh, it's uh, off Joe Max right there. It's a wonderful location. And again, uh, they're giving away all sorts of fun stuff. So make sure to stop by if you're in the area. They have all sorts of brand new locations, including one in Goodyear and Peoria, as well as at I-17 and Joe Max location. Uh, or visit someburrows.com to find where one is at near you. But some Burrows is a family owned and operated uh, and, and was voted Arizona's most loved Mexican food restaurant. So uh, check out their easy party platters to feed a crowd. And of course, all of their wonderful breakfast, lunch, and dinner options uh, for you. So let some burrows cater your next meal, big or small. Order online or find one near you by visiting someburrows.com. Speaking of some burrows catering, Diamondback Celebrity Golf Classic last week, some burrows. Oh, that's fire. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what all, fire. The, all the players and all Let's the people go. participating. Let's everyone go. was eating everyone Love was eating it. some burrows at that event that's right. last week. That's so. right. Some burrows is all uh, all over the valley right now. So make sure to not miss out on their delicious food. Also, check out our friends at Game Time if you want to check out uh, any sporting events, concert shows, anything. Do not miss out on anything uh, that is here in the Valley. Of course, get that FOMO and get those last-minute tickets at Game Time. It is the place for last-minute ticket deals, and it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Not only is it very aesthetically pleasing, but it is also a very helpful app to get you the lowest prices on tickets that you can find last-minute. Snag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do, ab- uh, terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game to dot game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, Jesse, I would not be in the reading Hall of Fame with the way this is going, but no. we do know who is in the <laughs> baseball Hall of Fame, the newest additions. Uh, and uh, again, any surprises there for you? We have uh, two first time ballot Hall of Famers and. Uh, somebody in their sixth year making it. We have Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer getting elected on their first-time ballots. And uh, on his sixth time around, Rockies legend Todd Helton has been elected to the Hall of Fame. Ah, oh, man, he was only good because of cores. Let's be real here. How right? dare you? <laughs> I, could, I could have been a Hall of Famer that in that be, ballpark, right. darn it. You might be right. Uh, no, Todd Helton, absolutely <laughs> deserving. Uh, I, I get very irritated when people make that kind of argument because I, so I, I don't think it holds weight for a number of different reasons. Uh, but yes, Todd, absolutely. The man absolutely. has a career 953 OPS, though. I do have to question... If he would have a career 953 OPS, if he didn't play, yeah, yeah, a it, lot it of would those be it would be lower. Yeah, but you don't you don't necessarily need you know you don't necessarily need 953 in in order to get in into the Hall of Fame. It's right? just wild though for um, a 17 year career to have a career OPS of 953, a career average of 316. Oh hell yeah! That's a little Stone Cold reference for you, Jesse. I didn't uh, get it. Yeah, I'm I sure bet you didn't. You. But uh, he he hit 372 in the year 2000. Todd Helton, uh, you can 372. You can coerce, uh the situation all you want. I don't think I don't think that's going to explain that's a 372 stupid. batting average. You don't you don't see uh, you know the Ezekiel Tovar and Ryan McMahon's of, of the world quite quite you approaching that. Right. Um, 
So yeah, Todd Helton, outstanding player, certainly deserved it. Uh, glad he finally got in. I, I think it took a little bit too long. Um, kind of pleasantly surprised, honestly, that that both Joe Maurer and Adrian Beltre also got in in the first yeah. uh, in this in this first ballot. Uh, no surprise with Adrian Beltre. The surprise is more that Joe Maurer got in immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Billy Wagner also came pretty close. So close uh, to so getting in. So close. And I'm a, I'm a little disappointed with that. I, I certainly. Uh, would have Billy Wagner on my ballot and, and think he's deserving, but five votes shy. Yeah, of he making was in the Hall of Fame. He was really close, but yeah. he's—I mean—he's in really good position to to get in next year. I believe yeah. next year will be his his last year on the ballot, and uh, he should be he should be just fine. Joe Maurer is just the third catcher in history to make it in on the first time uh, on a first time ballot, uh, and we know eventually Gabriel Moreno will be part of that list too. I'm Who sure. Who are the but. other first time ballot guys like Johnny Bench and Yogi Berra? I think it's Johnny Bench and uh, Pudge, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yogi Berra w- wins like what, like seven rings, and they don't put him in first ballot. <laughs> yeah, He's like, what do yeah. I got to do? Well, what does Gary Sheffield have to do? He received 63.9 percent of the votes. It was his final year on the ballot. Yeah, uh, he is just the eighth player in MLB history to get 60 percent or more in his final year on the ballot without being elected, and that just feels like like a miss right i know gary sheffield might not have the best career numbers but i mean whose batting stance do we all do right now <laughs> when we get a like a wrapping paper tube in our hand I, right? I if you're not doing the gary sheffield batting stance <laughs> you're not holding a, a, a piece of cardboard tube in your hand correctly this is this is fair uh but i will say i i think that purely based on the numbers gary sheffield is a hall of famer undoubtedly uh it's just the steroid stuff right um that's fair and uh fair. I, I think um, I haven't dug too deep into this, but it, from what I know, it sounds like Gary Sheffield's situation is more defensible than than other people who were part of that. Hence, why he why he did get as close as he got. Um, but yeah, I mean, 500 career home runs, uh, career OPS of of 907, career OPS plus of 140. Um, you know, uh, nearly 3,000 hits. World he's Series got, champion. Yeah, he's he's got the numbers for it in my mind uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, there's just people are still on edge about about those kind of narratives. And uh, I think that's that's why he fell short, which is just crazy to me, because I get I get the idea here of performance enhancing drugs, even in the time separate those that are doing it in the league right from those that aren't. But in modern day era, we don't have drugs. We just have all sorts of enhancements that people can do as athletes, right? Not to say they're illegal, but I'm saying like some people just have better trainers than other people. Uh, like there's there's advantages to be had no matter what when you're talking in baseball. Sometimes those advantages are just the fact that some players have more money than other players to be able to essentially invest back sure. into their career, right? So yeah. it, it is kind of a, a wild thing when we start you know, acting like that time that there was just a certain amount of guys that were, you know, uh, part of the performance enhancing drug thing. And that that was a big separator between them and uh, the rest of the players in the league at the time. I don't know, but uh, I get it with with some, like I think a rod. I, I understand more. I mean, there's a reason that a rod is getting 
he got 34.8%, right. Right. Um, you know, about half of what Sheffield got. If you look, compare their numbers, it's obvious that A-Rod was, was the better player, Correct. but his, uh, his steroid situation is not, is not as defensible as, as Gary Sheffield. So yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's probably the difference there. You have Andrew Jones, known father of future D-backs legend uh, and future Hall of Famer, Drew Jones. Correct. Uh, yes. He received 61.6% of the votes in his seventh year on the ballot. You think he'll get in next year? You think next year's his year? I don't know if next year is, but I think he's in a good spot. I yeah. think he'll I think he'll get he there. He has the eventually. time. He has the time to get there. He's got some time. Yeah. Uh unlike unlike Billy Wagner, who only has one more year on the ballot. But he, at seventy three point eight he's I think he's basically a shoe in for next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think right. Billy uh, Wagner will be okay. I agree. Uh falling off the ballot, Jose Batista, Victor Martinez, Bartolo Colon, that's a miss. That's a that's tragic. Matt Holiday, <laughs> Adrian Gonzalez, good riddance, uh Brandon Phil. <laughs> Jose Reyes and James Shield. He, Adrian Gonzalez sprayed me in face with champagne. I'll never forgive him for that. But Brandon, um, shout out to Brandon Phillips for getting a vote. Someone, yeah. someone voted. Someone for voted Brandon for him. Yeah, fun player, but uh, yeah, not not yeah. Uh, not quite a Hall of Famer. Manager Jim Leland gets the call to the Hall. Right, that's a uh, that's a legendary manager in the game of baseball. I want to get back to Todd Helton really fast, just because Todd Helton to me in my lifetime was the first big outrageous contract in sports mm. that I ever remember. I think it was what was it? Nine years, uh nine years, 140 million, 141 million, something like that. Yeah, nine years, 141. Yeah. And it is a big contract. It was like one of the biggest contracts in baseball ever. It was one of the biggest contracts given to a guy who had only been in the league for like three or four years or something like that at the time. But it was also like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's funny because again, Todd, Todd Helton never really got the credit he deserved. When you look at his career numbers, he was consistently good. Yeah. He was consistently good. He was consistently great. I mean, his first year in the league was like one of five seasons in his entire career where he hit below 300. That's crazy. That's crazy. His second year in the league, he's hitting 315. Third year, 320. Like you said, in 2000, 372, 463, 698 with a 1.162 OPS. He led all of baseball in batting average. He led all of baseball in slugging percentage. He led all of baseball in total bases, RBI, uh, doubles. It was wild this season yeah. he had. And, I mean, that was the season that they gave him that money, right? Like, you, you a guy hits 372. You sign him. It doesn't care how many years or how you know, much money you know the, the best part about that that year, though? Where where do you think Todd Helton finished in MVP voting the year that he hit 372? Maybe you have this in front of you. I don't know. He finished fifth. <laughs> Baseball was a wild place. Yeah, if then. you go back and you how? look at like uh, some of the awards voting from you know, 20, 30 years ago, uh, it, it'll make the the saber matrician in 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 me uh, oh boil over. But yeah, in in two thousand, uh, Jeff Kent won the MVP award. Oh, Jeff um, Kent had had worse numbers across the board. Uh, Barry, Bonds, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was in second. Um, uh, similar uh, similar numbers. I think I think Bonds maybe had a, a better case than than Jeff Kent. Obviously, obviously they were they were teammates. Uh, Mike Piazza third. Jim Edmonds came in fourth. And then it was Todd Helton at uh, at number five. Barry Bonds so, made ridiculous. Jeff Kent. 
ridiculous yeah <laughs> ridiculous but anyway well if you want to get in uh on some mlb future bets a great place to do so is over at bet mgm of course if you use our code of phnx when you sign up you just bet five dollars at a standard odds price uh, and you will get 158 dollars for absolutely nothing for bonus bets uh from our friends at at bet mgm of course those bonus bets can then turn be turned around to be used on all of the wonderful advice damon can give you over at uh, PHNX Bets. Another uh, winning day. What's no that? Deal. Another winning day yesterday. Another winning day? No big deal. Been putting a lot of those together lately. Two in might, a row. Might be a good time to... Might be a good time to check out the show. But, of course, if you uh, do so, make sure first thing you do is sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW-YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. What the hell? You sold it's, me out it's on that. Your homeland, not Man, mine. All right, Derek. Monster, you. What do you think? I've I've never been to Ontario. Yeah, but we had a we had a bond oh, over Ontario. God. We made it a thing. I you know, this. Derek. I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but uh-huh. it's a little fishy how he's so willing to say Ontario, right? But then the second that Puerto Rico gets put into place. Oh, now we have issues. Now, now, now we're What's too good. Difference? Now we're too good to What's harmonize. Yeah. What is the difference? You've never been to either place. Oh man. Uh, also, I want to know why I, there were accusations that uh, a man that eats a hundred milligrams in OG's gummies can somehow not be mayor. I think that person is in fact quite fit to be mayor, you know, because <laughs> that just means, do you want a man who consumes a hundred milligrams to make the rules in our lives? Yes. This is a man uh, that understands how to have a good time. But of course, uh, what we're talking about is OG's has launched. Uh, there are two new products made with uh, one with live rosin and one with Rick Simpson oil, which I am a huge fan of the OG's naturals and the big OG's. Now the OG's naturals are vegan gummies made with that live rosin that we were talking about earlier. Uh, the big OG's gummy is a mega version of Peg's Raspberry RSO, uh, which of course is Rick Simpson oil and is one of the company's most popular products. It's perforated into 10 slices that you're supposed to break apart and eat individually. Now that I've said that, I will say you can also uh, just eat the whole thing because why not? It's a fun time. Life's, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Uh, and make sure to check out all the wonderful things OG's Brands has to offer, uh, including uh, their entire line. Sleep gummies, they have so much more, including their fruits and creams we talked about. Uh, and they always have special edition gummies, so do not miss out on everything they have to offer. To learn more about OG's Gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Uh, Shout out to all of our diehards. Of course, if you are a diehard, we appreciate you being part of the PHNX family. If you are not a diehard, make sure to join very soon. Of course, you can get down at gophnx.com. You'll get a free shirt of your choosing over at the phnxlocker.com. And you get your new shirt in time for uh, Major League Baseball season, which is right around the corner. We We are literally, I think... 29 days now 28 days possibly wait wait it's the 24th so we're like exactly we are 30 days away 30 from days. the diamondbacks first cactus league game he's just like and we are we are three weeks away from pitchers and catchers right 
So now's a great time to grab that shirt. We're still a wagon. We're still fucking dangerous. And we're still all of those things that we claim to be during the playoffs. Make sure you grab a shirt of your choosing. Uh, as part of that diehard membership, you'll get Jesse's, uh, all of Jesse's content. You get access to our Discord lounge with all sorts of diehard only content coming from all the beats in there. Uh, so sign up today. And of course, you'll also get access uh, to our discounts with our partners, and you will get uh, discounts on our events like our upcoming uh, diehard takeover at the pool over at uh, Chase Field, where we will be uh, hanging out. Jesse will be lifeguarding. I will be taking 100 milligram OGs, and it's going to be a great time. So I'll be uh, lifeguarding with uh, just like just like talking Jake, right? Yeah, that yeah. Was, that was We're going to make sure he has time. plenty of uh, lotion on the nose. We'll get him a T-shirt and all that kind of stuff. So uh, sign up to become a diehard today. Jesse, as much as it pains me to discuss this, Sports Illustrated, as we know it, is on life support, and it and and the prognosis is not good. Now, I will first off start by saying, Sports Illustrated, as we knew it, died years ago. Yeah. Probably like eight, nine years ago is when Sports Illustrated actually died off. Right around the time they decided to fire their last photographer for a magazine called Sports Illustrated. Now, uh, the the company name itself is it's it's kind of already kind of messy, right? There's this weird group. I fell into this whole rabbit hole. Uh, it's called Authentic Brands Group. They own Sports Illustrated after purchasing uh, the magazine for 110 million dollars in 2019. They purchased it from the Meredith Group, who owned Time Magazine and all of the. All of the magazines that came under that umbrella, including Sports Illustrated. Uh, so they are this weird company, Jesse, that just owns brand names, like stuff sure. we grew up with, stuff that has a nostalgia factor, established brand names that have some sort of brand recognition. This company kind of buys they don't make, they don't bring the company back. They just license out the company name to other companies who then in turn can make a product or a website, right? So they license Sports Illustrated out to the Arena Group, which owns other magazines like Parade Magazine, Men's Journal, other magazines. And it was a 10-year deal to publish and operate Sports Illustrated. And so what you're saying is the Arena Group is to Authentic Brands Group what Diamond Sports Group is to Sinclair Broadcasting. Oh my God! Why All right, did you now even do I understand. That? No, you, you no, you made it more complicated. <laughs> what are we doing here? And more boring somehow because you're bringing two boring things no, together. No, that's really but, a very poor analogy. No, that is. So but, don't. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, it's not good. But uh, so basically, yeah. So Authentic Brands just licenses out the name Sports Illustrated, and then the Arena Group is a company that actually runs magazines, and then they can run Sports Illustrated as they wish. Um, and basically, what happened the that, that has ended Sports Illustrated and kind of brought this news uh, into the mainstream is that they uh, Authentic Brands Group has since revoked the license, which is early because there was supposed to be a 10 year agreement. Yes, right. And they cited that the arena group has not essentially been running the brand properly, which they own and license out. I'm sure there's terms which it appears the arena group is kind of fighting this. This isn't. This isn't a done deal yet on the whole licensing because this agreement was supposed to be for 10 years, but it could be revoked if Authentic Brands Group felt like the arena group was mismanaging the, yeah. the, the brand or doing something to cause harm to something that they own. So that caused arena group to lay off the majority of their staff, and that basically caused this to be the end of Sports Illustrated as we know it. 
but it's only Sports Illustrated as we've known it for the last couple of years. Like the Arena Group never did a good job of running the brand. They never properly adapted to like the digital space. You got to give credit where credit is due. And somebody I want to give a lot of credit to is Jack Summers. Uh, because they are part of Sports Illustrated in kind of like name only, but they're like a separate brand and they're or they're separate like kind of like entity when it comes to their, their yeah site. they're part of the Fan Nation network, the Fan under Nation Sports network. Illustrated yeah. and and it's websites like theirs that has actually brought Sports Illustrated credibility and digital like footprint like people are coming back to Sports Illustrated. It just took time. In fact, they've had more traffic over the last year. Uh, or growth in traffic than they've had over the last four years. It's just the rest of it, you know? It, like I said, the joke here is, is that the illustrated part of Sports Illustrated, which was the photographers, hasn't been a part of the company since 2015. That's when they fired their last photographer that they had on staff. And since then, they haven't hired any photographers. They haven't done anything. This is a magazine that when I was a kid, I was telling Jesse this because Jesse – I had to explain a lot to Jesse today. What's, Jesse, what's a sports illustrated? Jesse really didn't understand how sports worked before there was an internet. Jesse <laughs> didn't think that pictures were actually taken of sporting events or that there was anywhere you could cameras see. Cameras weren't invented cameras, until yeah. at least 2007, right. Derek. He thought right. television was maybe before cameras, which I don't understand because he's a smart guy. I did not I say that. that. He was like, oh, well, pictures that. and cameras. There was a lot of confusion. So uh, for you young people out there, I will say magazines like Sports Illustrated were very important to us, especially the fact that at one point it was a weekly publication. It yes. was your aggregated news. It was your internet, if you will, for going on and finding out what's happened in the sports world. It was your like it was your way to tiptoe into like lots of different you know, sports and lots of different teams and a lot of stuff all at once. Prior to that, you actually had to go to like newspapers and local beat reporters and local, you know, television news and stuff like that in order for you to stay up to date on it. Yes, ESPN was around. ESPN was like what what Sports Illustrated was in a way, just as a television program. You know, it brought all the scores sure. and the highlights together. It was my favorite show. Sports Illustrated at one point was my favorite magazine. As a kid, I used to take these beautiful images that they took of sporting events and and rip them out of the magazine and put them up on my wall and stuff. Like this, that's cool. This was That's important. Cool. Well, it was like because they were art. They were art. Like they these weren't just like snapshots of stuff happening during the game. These were photographers that knew how to take a picture and make it look incredible. You know, and and honestly, I did the same thing. Like I used to like cut out pictures that I liked of players. Oh and yeah. I made like a, a, like I, had a collage? Like a, I had like a bulletin board and yeah. I'd, I'd collage oh, yeah. it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used That's to get so mad cool. when there was too many words on a good picture. Cause I felt like it ruined it. Like I was like, I wanted to cut this out and put it up, but damn, they put all these words on top of it. This is ridiculous. I, you know? I tried cutting an image off of an internet article at one point and it just didn't, it didn't end well for me. So this seems <laughs> just get out, just get out. If you're not going to take this seriously, why are you even here? No, but uh, that's what I'm saying though. Sports Illustrated did serve a purpose and some of yeah. its purpose, like, there was a time before the internet, as many of you might not believe, uh, where we needed things like this in order for us to get our news in some way. And, you know, again, the 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 services it offered kind of phased out. You know, we were able to get that elsewhere. We were able to get our aggregated news elsewhere. Hell, we could even aggregate it ourselves based on search engines and the ability just to access all sorts of information based on the internet. But they just, again, they, they cost-cutting measures reduced the magazine from a weekly publication to a monthly. So it wasn't that thing anymore. You had the AI scandal where even though it wasn't really a major 
like AI <laughs> scandal that was stupid and it was one of those things that makes you as a publication uh, look bad. It tarnishes yeah. your reputation and that's the thing. It's is, been is, a rough few months for the, the SI uh, yeah. PR department. Right. Yeah. Oh, no kidding, right? Uh, and, and journalism is one of those things even and, and you can attest to this very much based on how much you reject things that I want to do and say to you uh, <laughs> that journalism, your reputation in journalism is important and people value that, right? And it's the reason why uh, you have so quickly become a trusted source for Diamondbacks News. It's because of your professionalism and it's also because you do you know, you, you do a good job of bringing, you know, a certain respect to it. And when you have something like an AI scandal, even when it's as stupid as just coming up with fake writer profiles so that the real writers don't get hit or it's dumb product articles that aren't really that important, but still you're saying a human being wrote it, you know, you're, you're, that, that was kind of the final nail in the coffin for them. It was all they had left yeah. was kind of their reputation. And I feel like that is the point where, things went too far for authentic brands group and they revoked the license on that. But uh, authentic has uh, released a statement. They said authentic is here to ensure that the brand of sports illustrated, which includes its editorial arm continues to thrive as it has for the past nearly 70 years. So hopefully this isn't the, it end might not be the end. It might not be the end. And arena sports group has also uh, issued statements saying that they would like to be part of it. Uh, that, you yeah. know, I, I don't know if that partnership is necessarily done for forever, but yeah, I, I just want to emphasize what it meant uh, not that long ago to be on the cover of sports illustrated. Oh my God, if you're an athlete, I don't know if there was like a greater honor in, in all of professional sports than being the cover athlete on an on an issue right. of Sports Illustrated. I mean, that was like you were you were the peak of the sports world for that week. And given the scope of Sports Illustrated and I mean the variety of stuff that they covered, that was I mean that was huge. It, it was career making. It was it could make you a superstar overnight, right? Yeah. And, and honestly, I think the one thing I remember being kind of like a kid sports fan in the state of Arizona was we hardly got any credit. We hardly got that acknowledgement to be, uh, you know, on the cover of sports illustrator, have one of our teams sure. be that. In fact, let's take a look at some of the best Arizona Diamondbacks sports illustrated covers. Uh, you have those two legends right there. One we like a little more than the other right now, but uh, the sportsman of the year, though they had to share a lot of, a lot of accolades together right like yeah. that, that, that season they were just tied at the hip and they might as well have been uh what i tried to do when i tried to mash jd martinez and jorge soler together into one person but uh <laughs> there's those two let's see what else we got uh this guy the best he's ever been arizona's randy johnson that's just a classic sports illustrated cover right there man yeah. i don't know if it's, it's just the color of the lettering the simplicity to it everything that one's clean that's clean with the, the green background with the green background yeah yeah and that jersey combo that fire ass arizona diamondbacks jersey combo but it was always randy randy was always on there let's throw another one up there's randall randy sizzling sizzling randall. series randall oh good old randall johnson uh yeah he throws heat at the yankees and of course the greatest sports illustrated arizona diamondbacks cover in history unforgettable the diamondbacks yeah. stunned the yankees in a world series that had it all hell yeah it did that shot is just magical this is exactly the type of shot i'm talking about when i say as a kid i put these images up on the walls in my room like this is just something that 
like at, at times again jesse with 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 without 4k cameras and without all of the stuff we have now you you didn't always get to see these moments uh especially on a blurry black and white 13 inch tv sure. in the, uh in the kitchen of my parents house but uh this was definitely the way that we got to capture some of those moments and revisit them and man holy shit they also had the special commemorative uh issue from the world champs uh i have the the black leather bound version of this that's the other thing sports illustrated was great for man we didn't talk about it enough but sports illustrated used to make the best commemorative stuff mm. it was almost that was almost the, the the thing that got you to get the subscription there would be a commercial and you had to dial a 1-800 number and if you were a kid your parents had to order it for you obviously but they would always be like order now and you will get the full Arizona Diamondbacks commemorative <laughs> collection. And it would be like this fucking leather bound book. And we have this and we have that. Like football the football phone. The football phone was the item, by the way. That was evergreen. That was just all the time. Like if there wasn't a championship that just happened, uh, the football phone was, of course, the most alluring item. If You're you, going to have to explain that to me. What, so is, what is the what is the football Jesse, phone? Jesse, in, in the 80s and, and, and even earlier than that, in order to be on the phone, Phone, it had to be plugged into a wall and they just take it everywhere with you and it was a football oh okay see we got fancy with our phones back then because you know we got bored and we had a lot of time on our hands so we'd make them into footballs or sometimes we made them into garfield i was gonna say yeah the garfield, garfield phones garfield went hard because when you picked up the receiver on the garfield phone his eyes would like he'd wake up and stuff did, it was did, it was like, great 300 garfield phones just like wash up on an island shore not that long <laughs> no, ago i don't know what but that's Amazing. Yeah. No, there is some incredible, incredible stuff that comes from Sports Illustrated. And of course, uh, just just the importance to the sporting world. Let's hope it doesn't go away. Let's hope that somebody uh, can treat this brand correctly. And uh, I don't know, maybe sell it off to somebody that's going to take better care of it than yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like I don't like I'm not gonna lie. I don't like the idea of a company just going around and buying like brands and ips and llcs <laughs> not to like actually like revive them but just to hold on to them until somebody else wants them you know yeah yeah i mean sports illustrated was such a such a great thing in in its time and i i honestly as as a sports fan growing up i feel like i i very much missed out and i'm and i'm pretty i'm pretty sad about that i don't really remember having much sports illustrated around in my house it was, growing su up. It was such a fast um, it was such a quick chain you know what i mean we went from yeah from so quickly from these these really high quality magazines like Sports Illustrated being a huge part of our lives to just all of that being replaced with the Internet. And I mean, right. Literally, and it that, felt yeah. like overnight. And I mean, that feels like that's why Sports Illustrated as an entity is in this position is because Sports Illustrated, when magazines were big, like they were the thing that was their space. That was their thing. Right. But then now that we're using the Internet for basically everything at this point, magazines just don't translate to the Internet really all that well. Yeah. And suddenly Sports Illustrated, you know, in recent years, their, their website has looked a lot like a lot of other sports websites Very fair. not to say it's a bad thing they you know they've hired excellent writers um you know tom verducci uh, you know th there's a long list of sports illustrated writers who are who are fantastic at what they do and that's kind of what's kept it afloat for the for the last few years but yeah unfortunately there just isn't that space for magazines like like there used to be and uh, i mean man when when there was sports illustrated was was really at the top of the world I, we just kind of find things to be obsolete after a while. Like, I, I don't understand how, you know, 
looking through beautiful sports images is something that doesn't translate well over to an internet website, but I feel like certain things complicate it and, you know, yeah, it's too easy to steal one picture from one website, put it on another one without crediting. That is, you know, money isn't there anymore because it's just, it's just not the same as it once was. But, uh, I don't know. I, I, I definitely feel very strongly that sports illustrated, uh, is, is still a valuable brand. And I think that someone will find a way to do something positive with it. But, uh, of course, we do appreciate you guys being here for this chat, as we always do. Uh, Dean says lips. Oh, lips phone. Yeah, there was a phone that, like, there are certain phones that every single person that had a phone, like telephone line, they had to have one of in their house. There was a clear phone that you could see the inner workings of the telephone. Oh, that's cool. And sometimes it had some neon inside of it. So when it rang, yeah, it I lit feel up. like I feel like I have yeah. seen one of those. And there's yeah. the Lips phone, Garfield phone, football phone. Those are standards. One of those four. Uh, they were sent out in the mail to people once you registered, I think, as a voter or something. I don't know. But <laughs> that's that's so cool. It's, 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 it's the way things used to be. But, hey, we appreciate you guys being here. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter uh, for more on all of this wonderful stuff. Uh, and just to hear our thoughts, uh, I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. The people's producer, Damon, is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's dogs. Bark, bark. bark. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you so much for stopping by. We do appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when the Diamondbacks finally get themselves a DH.